Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, and life in a northern town. You'll find show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. You can leave a comment. You can sign up for my patron site. You can purchase a virtual cup of coffee or even sign up for the newsletter. Come back weekly and we'll chat. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Hello everyone, it's December 17th. Are you ready for Christmas? I think I am. I had to say the quilting segment in the podcast is short. I have done nothing over the last couple of weeks in the quilting department. But what I have done is make a lot of things. So this podcast will be about some of the creative things that I've worked on, some of the things I've done for oh, I don't know, for a challenge, and some of the things that I am doing just because I want to take care of myself, and I find it delightful, actually. So to start off, I decided this year that I was going to make a couple of things, and that always snowballs into more things, right? (laughs) Because they're little things, and then it snowballs. So I've spent the last month uh, really working on Christmas gifts. Um, For my family, we exchange small handmade gifts, and we've done that for a long time with, you know, like my brother and sister and nieces, and I still have a couple of things to, to work on. Um, the little nephews, I I haven't quite decided what I could make for them. I have some time. I'm going to deliver the presents this weekend. So I'm going to think about that. But what I did for everybody else is I've made about 20 um, towel toppers, you know, for kitchen towels, you buy the flower sack towels. I bought mine at Walmart was a good price. Um, They weren't decorated towels. These are going to be ones you can use and you so now when I was growing up, they were crocheted, but with the Cricut, I saw someone have a free pattern. Her name's Lori Nunemaker, and she has a Facebook group that's pretty cool, and it cuts out the towel topper for you. But what's super great is that since the Cricut maker is cutting it on fabric, the two sides match perfectly. So you sew together this top and then it flips over and snaps. So after my languishing about my snap fiasco, I think I've learned how to use the snap machine. And it's a like a plier squeezer thing. And I'm not good with tools, just so you know. <laughs> and I don't have a lot of hand strength. But uh, I did 20 towel toppers in assorted um fabrics because you know I'm trying to fit a couple different people's personalities but I used up scraps so I didn't go out and buy things like if I knew this kitchen was into one thing or if this person's into another I didn't do that I just kind of oh here's some coffee ones here's some real cute kitchen ones here's some scraps and that's what I did um you know I guess if I were a better um, gift giver, I would have gone out and bought fat quarters for everybody. But see, that wasn't the whole point. The point was to use up things that you had. And what I purchased for this was the snaps, which I was going to do anyway, and the 
towels, which were inexpensive. That's the whole goal when we do gifts for each other is cool gifts, but don't spend a lot of money. That's the whole thing. The other thing that I made with my Cricut, and I cut out vinyl for 12, yeah, I think it was 12 of those um, plaques, and they're painted with black chalkboard paint. And I did 12 of those, and I, I did pull a couple of the ones that I finished. I pulled the vinyl off, and I made it again because they were bubbled or wrinkled or, you know, you get better as you do things. See, that's the whole fun. If you do several in a series, you get better as you go. And the ones that didn't quite make quality inspection got the vinyl pulled off and <laughs> I did it again. So I think I have, I think I have those all done. And I'm looking at, well, those little kids things I got to do. Yeah, and I, I'm kind of stuck on two little boys. So I'm thinking, um, I don't know, I may sew them up something interesting. I don't know. So if you have any ideas for like little boys that are about between five and seven, that's the thing. It's a handmade gift for a little kid that's safe, but they think is fun. I've I've done hand crocheted amigurumis in the past. I'm thinking an ornament for them with their name or something more personalized. Maybe, you know, little maybe little books to color and then use the vinyl for the front. We'll see. The other things that I've made is um, I did four hair bows out of stiffened felt and craft text. And I made the big butterflies with several layers on top of bows. So they're big oversized floppy bows on hair clips and I glued them. I'm hoping the glue holds. It's for my granddaughter so if it doesn't work I can talk my daughter through and how to make it work better. Maybe sew them on. But craft text, you know, you poke a hole in it and then it's kind of done. So I'm hoping the hot glue works. Even if it doesn't, they can clip the butterfly under their curtains or something and use it as an ornament if it doesn't work for hair bows. So I did four of those. Those actually are pretty quick and easy. It took me a minute to figure out how to get the craft text to cut out. I found this butterfly bow pattern um, online. It was a freebie for Pinterest, on Pinterest. So if you look for things, it's amazing to me all the free things that you can download for signing up for newsletters or people are just so very generous. I mean, a lot of them are promotional so that you will join their club in downloading SVGs. Um, I'm, I'm keeping design space for now because I like the ideas and the directions that I find and that's Cricut's monthly um, subscription. There's the word subscription because there's lessons and there's artists and there's licensed things that I like to use and I'll probably keep that going for a while but you don't need to because there's so much free stuff out there. It's amazing. So I did the hair bows and one is going to go to my niece. Now she didn't get a butterfly. She's a little older and I thought that might be kind of immature but you know I've got I've got lots of other ideas too for the Cricut for hair things like um felt flowers on headbands oh those would be really cute um, if i have time i might work on i have lots of circles cut out from my circle project and i may try to do a folded rose um barrette or headband just for fun so that's something i've done and what else have i done oh i remember i 
decided I wanted to up the presentation, you know, especially for gift cards and money. Because, you know, as your children become adults, many of the things that they want is more expensive than what we can afford. But if grandmas and grandpas and moms and dads and people give them all a little bit of money, the tradition in our families, you can pull it together and go get some cool stuff. Like my son-in-law is into a new thing this year, rock climbing. Okay. I don't have a rock climbing store here and the things that he wants is probably way beyond the budgeted amount of money that we have this year to spend or any year. But if a couple of us all gave, you know, him some money, then he could go to the rock climbing store in his town. Yeah, they have a rock climbing store. Did you know that? Uh, No, I had no idea that was possible. And then he could go buy personalized rock climbing things because, you know, it's like trying to buy people... I have a hard time like buying people clothes or shoes. I mean, yeah, what are the chances? No one will find clothes that fits me. And my taste is way different as a Gen Xer than my millennial daughter or my Xennial daughter-in-law. I mean, seriously, I I wouldn't want to even try to pick things out like that. I took a couple of big risks and gifts that I did buy. Um, and I thought, well, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, they can take it back. Those were purchase gifts and I have the receipts. So I wanted to up the presentation because you don't want to just stick money in an envelope or a card. So I used my Cricut and by this time I've dulled my blade quite a bit. So I cut out a paper template and I made little gift card holders. They're cute. And in the design space, if you have it, it's under leather wallet and it's very little. It's more about the size of a gift card. Um, It's a little bit thinner than half of a dollar bill. So I had to fold the money in a quarter. You just sew up the sides and it has a strap and you fold the top over, you stick the money in it and voila, you have a really pretty way of presenting money as a gift. Now the little ones are for kids, you know, the little envelopes little money card holders and I have them in bright colors from the craft text paper they could use it again and again you maybe put coins or kids you know maybe just put rocks or seashells in there stick it in your pocket you could play money and whatever works so that was a fun part in upping the presentation but the other thing that I made that's very cool also a wallet but it's really like an envelope for the adults and I sewed decorative stitching and if you've seen any of my vlogmas things or may have talked about it before I did some decorative stitching excuse me and it's just basically a flat piece of craft text cut with the arc on the top for the flap an arc on the bottom for it to fold up and then two knobby arcs that are cut on the side. So if you opened an envelope up and then you took it apart, this is something that would fit on an eight and a half by 11 sheet of craft text. So I did two of those. I'm going to make a few more because I really like it and you can put snaps on it. You don't have to sew any seams because in this particular thing is made for a leather project. You just fold it over and you snap it. Now I think wouldn't that be great for like English paper piecing or throwing guitar picks in there or um, makeup and lipstick type of things for your purse. I don't know that I would put 
money, but I, and I think they're big enough for credit cards. If I could do a really big one, it'd be great for a sunglasses holder. Keep your glasses from getting scratched up in your car, things like that. So I made a few of those. So I'm trying to up the presentation because I'm realizing same with food is same with gifts. I mean, half of Half of opening and enjoyment is opening. Let me rephrase that. I think over half of getting and giving gifts is the anticipation of opening it. And so if you have it in a beautiful box, then and it, people are just even more excited in opening it. The other reason I'm using craft text and not leather and not buying a whole bunch of bows and stuff is the plastics. I'm really trying hard to make some choices little bits at a time to be earth friendly. So I thought I don't want to buy all those plastic bows and they get smashed for the box that had to be shipped this week. So I cut out paper tags that I had on hand, the paper that I bought for gift tags. I did buy wrapping paper which I know has some plastics and stuff in it but just trying to make some conscious choices. The other part is I'm trying to put wrap presents inside uh, other things that are usable, like buckets or bins or boxes or hand-sewn um, quilted baskets, things like that, just because, you know, I'm transporting it usually, and, and I'm just so sick and tired of having cardboard boxes everywhere. I'm trying to get those to the recycle bin as quickly as possible and then giving the person something in a container that they can reuse. So plastics is something that I, I really have been watching over the last month. Um, so I'm going to talk about this for a second um, because I'm done with the crafting and the, and the segment and the um, craft text stuff. That's pretty cool. But what isn't made with plastics in it these, these days? I was really looking at all of this, trying to figure out how to make less of a nasty footprint left behind in my lifetime over this. And I've been working on it for years. Like I'm trying really hard to not use um, single use disposable plastic bags, you know, that are so disposable, you can't even put an item in them without the bottom falling out. So I have like some all these bags that I've purchased and, and they're made out of recycled bottles and I've used them for years. I've also recycled, upcycled the bags when they're too floppy and squishy to comfortably use them for groceries. I've been using it as laundry baskets. It's safe for me to put, safer for me to put a load of laundry to carry up and down the stairs than in one of those big unwieldy, ungainly laundry baskets because my balance is pretty bad. But then I got looking, look at all the medicine bottles and look at the packaging that we've got everything sent in. Um, there's still a lot of plastics and it's hard. It's super, super hard. And I need to get a, uh, a straw, like a bamboo straw or a silicone straw that can be sterilized because I must have a straw because of my sensitive teeth and ice. So just making some simple swaps, you know, Kristen Nestor talks about this on her podcast and I'm really working on it. Um, but plastics, I'm just finding they're everywhere. You can't get rid of it. And it's also not 
feasible to 100% get rid of plastics in our products. I'm looking at my sewing machine. I'm looking at, you know, even parts of my cell phone and my computer. But how to recycle it? And I don't have a very robust recycling um, center where I live, but I'm working hard on it. And so if you have any good ideas for simple swaps, let me know. Because I'm really having a hard time figuring out what to do with a lot of things. Now, upcycling things is our creative soul's thing. We upcycle stuff. My sister and I spend a lot of time on our uh, off hours of work and creating, uh, upcycling things. She is so much better at it than me. But taking glass, remember last year, we found these random glass pieces and upcycled them. I had to buy one or two plates as bases. But we took old glass and old jars and old fixtures from lights and made garden totems. Super fun. Um, Jars, glass jars, like yogurt wee jars or canning jars or what else? Did, oh, I have a candle. It's in a glass jar with a great lid. So I'm going to wash the wax out of it this weekend. I'm going to decorate it and make it a storage container. Now it's going to still probably smell like a candle for a while. So I'm not going to put cosmetics or anything, but I thought that'll be a great addition to my craft space to put in, maybe make it a button jar. I have lots of buttons that are like here and there and everywhere. And then having it in a space with a lid. So upcycling glass, glass, upcycling wood things, furniture, painting, that's, that's very cool. But the plastics is what gets me. Now, um, I have an artist that I follow on YouTube. Her name is Nicola and her her YouTube channel is about mudlarking. What's mudlarking? Well, this is a person who does beach combing on the River Thames in London. And of course, the River Thames was a garbage dump for centuries. And she finds in all kinds of artifacts, but she takes plastics and she Every time she's out, she makes it a point to pick up a bag of plastic. And then before she throws it into the recycling bin, she makes beach art with it. And she's just amazing. So it's inspired me because of her little segment in her show that plastic is something that's a serious problem in the rivers and oceans. She makes something beautiful that's temporary and then recycles it. So I'm trying to get better on the recycling, but I'm not the best. And plastics, though, is something that I've really, really been thinking about a lot. So I'm still doing Vlogmas. This is the segment on what I've been up to outside of the creative world. And I still think this probably could fall under creativity. But I'm doing Vlogmas. It was an impulsive decision out of boredom earlier in this month. I saw everybody on YouTube start up their Vlogmas series. And I have a little fledgling YouTube channel. And it's small. And I try to do something weekly before Vlogmas. But Vlogmas follows the um, people who are doing the 30-day blog challenge. And it's doing a video every day leading up to Christmas. Now I've missed one day because I was sick, but I'm pretty proud of myself that I've had some decent content every day so far. And I want to go through 
Christmas and a couple of, you know, videos out through the first of the year because starting next week, I have a two week staycation with not a lot of plans. So this would be a fun project for me to do. It's done many things. It's, it's helped me get over my 53 year old face. Yeah, I said that. I said it out loud and I'm admitting it. I have found over the last year in 2019 that I have been heavily influenced by what is called in an article that I read. I subscribe to Google Pocket and Pocket picks articles from all over media in magazines and newspapers. And this article was talking about the year of the Instagram face in 2019. And I have fallen prey to that. You know, the Instagram face, the beauty face that all the makeup people are doing. And if you're blessed to have an Instagram face, fantastic. I do not knock anybody who has an Instagram face. The Instagram face is the perfect face. And it's actually what we consider to be beautiful. Now, this article talked about how the Instagram face actually is a composite from multiple cultures to make this perfect but not real face. You know, people with high cheekbones and large eyes with long eyelashes that have beautiful um, arcs to the eyebrows and full lips, a thin nose, very tight jawline. It's all multicultural and you can actually get a app, which I'm going to see if I can do it for free as an experiment called Facetune. Facetune is supposed to make your face look like this. And with the filters on Instagram and Snapchat, it kind of, you know, at your fingertips, you can do a lot of this face tuning on a low level yourself. And I was like, you're kidding me. I have fallen prey to this so much with the influence of having it make my eyes bigger, having it make my eyes look less puffy, having makeup put on me that I can't put on myself, nor do I, I don't have the skill or the money for all that makeup. But you know, I've fallen prey to it. And it has really been amazing to me how the influencers are really influencing, especially in the beauty and fashion stuff for me, because it's something that I don't really get into a whole lot, but I wish I could. And then I would get discouraged because I don't look like that. So Vlogmas has really been about me embracing who I am with makeup on. It's every day. My hair is what it is. And some days it's great. Some days it's not. It's Northern Michigan in winter, you know, there's only so much you can do. And I thought I am breaking out of this influence of trying to make me look like the Instagram face. Now, what's also interesting is this article talked about how everybody is um, so obsessed with it that plastic surgery has gone up by a large amount, a large amount. We're not just talking Botox and lip fill. And, you know, what are they, uh, the fillers for your, the lines along the size of your mouth and things. It's really gone up for people to achieve this look. 
this year is like banner numbers in plastic surgery. And Vicky says, just say no, I am not going to do that. Um, you know, I'm not going to say I will never get a Botox. I mean, I could, I have never done it, but I don't know, maybe in, in the future. But I don't think I'll ever go under the knife for a facelift or for cheek implants or things to make myself look like I have the Instagram face. I've lived long enough to go through the fads of people having tattooed makeup. Like remember when everybody wore super dark lip liner and then a different colored lipstick? Oh yeah, yeah. I know people who had those tattooed lip liners, um, tattooed eyeliner. Um, some people even tattooed, you know, color in their eyebrows, things like that. And it all goes in and out of style. And the other part is, um, yeah. Feds and time changes. The Instagram face of 2019 will probably change to a new platform in the future face. And just know that, you know, be yourself. I mean, that's that's where I'm at. The, the Vlogmas got me to be myself. So what have I covered under Vlogmas after all of the background of why I started Vlogmas is uh, things I have covered. Oh, my gift card holders, and I showed how to make them yesterday. I didn't show how to cut them out because that's a pattern I found online. But, you know, if you're a creative person, you can find a little um, piece of fabric or a piece of craft text or some leather piece or upcycle some leather. And you could, you could figure out how to cut a shape like that yourself to your own custom size. Done a few... Um, Life in a Northern Town influences. We didn't went for a Sunday drive and you got to see the snow and the woods. And we saw one elk in the distance. It's kind of dark, but you can see it. I've talked about my downtown area, sewing the toppers, the cricket machine. Oh man, I've done a lot. Holy cow. Let's see. Oh, knitting, whether I drink coffee or tea or both. You guys know I drink both. And the 10-year challenge, you know, winter survival tips, all kinds of things. So that's what Vlogmas is all about. And I'm hoping that this momentum and energy that I'm building from all of this will push me into the new year with wonderful ideas for YouTube content. I'll be trying to go back to my weekly YouTube video and trying to make it more or less a companion piece to this full-length audio podcast. And then then going into 2020, let's talk about that. I have a few things planned for quilting, and I think I talked about that last time. I have a block of the month uh, star quilt that I've bought. My daughter has told me that the girls, um, my twin granddaughters, are outgrowing their crib-sized quilts and there are now full size, uh, full twin sized beds. So I'll work on two quilts for that. I have a commission t-shirt quilt to do. So far I have several mini quilts from a customer to do over the winter. And I have a couple of challenges that I want to do for myself. I have my pineapple quilt to finish piecing and I have the traditional pineapple quilt to quilt. So I'm not going to do too much. I also have kinship that I started and didn't do all 100 blocks. I think in the summer is when Angie of Nome Angel kicks that off again and so I'm going to ride the momentum of that 100 blocks in 100 days and work on the kinship quilt too. So 
going to try to keep it loose and not too heavy in scheduling because, you know, I want to take time to learn things for the cricket. And quite honestly, I mean, I just feel like I'm, I just want to do a little slowdown on um, piecing like a mad woman every day. <laughs> the other thing is I want to start up a monthly challenge on the a creative prompt challenge for my Facebook group called My Creative Corner 3. So for one month, we'll have 12 different challenges this next year. And we will work on that, you know, more or less every day. We'll have um, a few weekly, hey, how you doing? And maybe you tried this type of things. But we'll talk about what we're making and also have a prompt challenge to help us with our creativity. The other thing I'm really working on super, super hard is a premium podcast. And you're like, but why would you want to do that? Well, podcasting, you know, I like to do, I love to do, and it's a free, free thing, free service, free enjoying hobby that I do. But This particular podcast is going to be several hours and it's going to be downloaded in one go. And instead of writing a ebook or writing a book, which I find with my Meniere's disease is very hard to type on a computer all day long. And all of that eye motion gets me seasick. You know, it's kind of like when I have vertigo, which I've suffered from it with this cold this month, it's literally like if you were on, um, do you remember that game as a kid where you stuck your head on a baseball bat and you twirled around and around and around and around and then you stood up and everything was spinning? That's like full-blown vertigo. And I can have several levels of it, but I've, I've had that this week. And actually reading and typing on a computer makes that instantly come on and become a problem. So I'm sticking with an audio format. And it's going to be called Zen and the Art of Creating. I've come up with a title this week. And it's going to be a several hour, um, probably two hours, or close to two hours is my hope. Um, We'll find out as I get podcasting and recording it, that this podcast will be talking about creativity, how to use creativity as coping with a loud, mad world, how to approach creativity for a meditative process, and several tips and references, articles, free things on the internet, as well as things that I use every day in using art and all any media as a way to help get through the hustle and bustle of the world, but also keep your mind calm and zen. So if that's something you're looking forward to, um, it will be under $10. I'm thinking it'll be more in the $8 price point. And it will probably, I'm shooting for February. I figured we all need a little zen in February. And that will give me the month of January to start recording it. I have most of the material compiled and written, and I'm looking very, 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 very much to recording this and having and having something new and different that I can put out as content, but it's also something that you'll be able to purchase and it will also help me defray the cost of podcasting. And um, in addition, there's always the Patreon program. If you want to be a patron, 
It's a patron program. I think it's on Patreon. I don't know. I got to look at Podbean. I get that confused. Um, monthly, if you do a monthly donation, monthly pledge, then I'll have extra content for patrons. And we're going to continue to do that. You can always sign up for my newsletter and check out the YouTube channel. I'm trying to do things as a video companion to the audio podcast because, you know, every once in a while, it's fun to see what I'm talking about. And that is going to be the bulk of my show notes is going to be the video in the show notes with a few links. I'm trying to make show notes streamlined. They are not fun to write. That's a lament of all podcasters. <laughs> and I'm blogging is just something that I've done for, I don't know, 15 years. And I like to do a once a week article called Saturday Morning Coffee. But I don't like doing like a daily captain's log on December 17th. I had coffee for breakfast. No, I don't want to do that. And keep it as a landing point, a jumping off point point to see what all I do. So you can check the blog out. There's a lot of content on there, but I'm not going to be doing more than um, putting some of the video links on there as well as my weekly article. So that's my plan for 2020. And have you been working on your plan? I'm still thinking about my word for the year. This year, the word was experiences, and I feel like I have accomplished that. But I need to think of a word for next year. Haven't got that point yet. And I also need to just do a year of self-care. And in fact, that's what I'm going to do next. I'm going to go turn on YouTube and remember the Walk Off the Pounds program that you could buy yeah, by Leslie. Can't remember her last name. Well, she has free videos um, called Walk at Home. And since going to the gym is still too hard for me. Lifting weights has been too hard on my knees and my hips. I'm going to go walk a mile before I go to work. So everybody have a most wonderful week. And I probably won't be doing another podcast until after Christmas. And so I want to wish all those who celebrate a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'm so looking forward to what is coming over the next couple of weeks with my vacation or staycation. You know, sometimes I'm incredibly productive and sometimes it's incredibly relaxing and we have no plans except to see the new Star Wars movie. Ah, that'll be fun. Anyway, have a wonderful week and quilt on everyone. <laughs>